bringing you cutting-edge insights from the world of technology. Join us to hear thought leaders explore the ever-evolving world of technology and telecoms to keep your industry knowledge up to the minute. You are listening to The Spearline Podcast. You have reached Sorry, a number, the number you have dialed is not in service, no longer in service. Welcome back to the latest episode of The Spearline Podcast. In this episode, Case and I are delighted to be joined by Michelle Colacci, owner and founder of ScreenZest, a digital design agency located in West Cork. Michelle has a long history of working in the telecoms industry, and we will be chatting about facts, SMS, and his experiences with these technologies in his previous roles. Michelle brings some great insights to this episode, so let's jump right in. We started off the episode asking Michelle to tell us a bit about himself and how he got to his present day role. So welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Uh, can you tell us a bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Sure, I'll, I'll be delighted. So today I am the owner and founder of uh, ScreenSest Digital, a digital agency in the space of digital communication, as well as uh, creative digital content. So we are primarily in the space of helping organizations thrive in a digital world. So both through uh, communication solutions, but also through creative uh, digital solutions for websites, apps. Uh, we're primarily involved with the education sector, so we are primarily working with primary and secondary schools. So previous to that, I've been involved mainly in the telecommunications industry uh, and digital communications. Uh, so I worked for a number of uh, companies in that space. So with that, I've been I've had a lot of exposure to the world of uh, multi channel communications, such as fax, SMS, email, uh, voice notifications, that kind of stuff. Oh, great. Yeah. And uh, so, Michelle, like having worked in the telecommunications sector for many years, how, how do you feel that this industry has changed, if at all? Or do, do, do you believe that like the, that the telecommunications sector has like evolved much as the years have gone by? Or So whilst uh, a lot of technology in the world uh, has evolved very rapidly, uh, in the telecommunications industry, in many ways, actually, things have not necessarily changed dramatically in terms of uh, the modalities that are used uh, in, in in the industry. Uh, so, essentially, uh, services such as fax or modalities such as fax are still very much in use uh, in a certain number of industry, in particular. Uh, so, anything where, mm-hmm. for instance, um, legal signatures are required. Uh, so in um, where contracts are being signed, uh, contracts have to be transmitted from one entity to another, from one organization to another. Uh, oftentimes, very, very yeah. often, that's still done uh, with fax because of its traceability, I suppose, because of the fact that mm-hmm. uh, signatures or email signatures are, are, are not necessarily legal uh, in, 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 a lot of, in a lot of cases. Uh, and, and that traceability is, is still something that's very, very, very much required in a, in a lot of uh, places. Um, also, you, you'll have industries, uh, for instance, such as healthcare, in particular, is one very, very uh, high focus industry in, yeah. in, in, in telecommunications where fax is still very, very much alive. Uh, so whether mm. that's whether that's the supply chain side of the healthcare system. Or whether that's pharmacies that are accepting and receiving uh, prescriptions from a doctor, 
um, a lot of that it's still done uh, via fax. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're so we're still very reliant on these services. So okay, yeah, yeah. I, th- I guess good. the outside world would probably not perceive that being the case. Uh, it's maybe only when you're kind of working in that uh, in that sector that you kind of uh, understand just how much is still being used. Uh, I mean, even today, large organizations are still investing in actually on-premise fax servers. They're still buying them. They're still uh, they're they're still building them out. Okay. Yeah, because I, I do think um, a lot of people that I would have talked to, um, they, they think fax is more or less a, a dying technology that's not used anymore. Um, so what type of companies do use fax as part of their core processes and how does it impact certain large companies? Sure. Uh, so um, fax would still be used uh, very much, uh, or very, very actively, for instance, in the banking uh, sector. Uh, so if you if you're transferring particularly larger sums of money and so on uh those uh those transfers are still documented uh with fax messages not necessarily to the consumer of course uh but between the banks so from bank to bank or from financial institution to financial institutions um anywhere where uh, i suppose contracts are being utilized so for instance if it's uh you know if it's a uh, an, an insurance company with the underwriter, uh, or whether it's in the in the legal profession uh, where legal documents need to be transferred, where you, you you know you want to see the actual document with its signatures and so on. Uh, anywhere where documents need to be signed uh, for legal purposes, uh, but also even in supply chain, where of course there are other formats of uh, catering for the supply chain. Uh, but there are still uh, a lot of companies using fax within the supply chain, whether it's, a f- whether it's in pharmaceutical uh, or, or, or transport or, or other such industries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and these services then, like fax between, you know, the communications between companies, well, what can actually go wrong? Sure. So uh, I guess I should probably explain as well that um, certain transitions or certain progressions have happened uh, over the uh, over the the years uh so we've kind of gone away from faxing from a fax machine to a fax machine uh to using more and more uh what's called uh desktop fax uh so you but that could be uh sending a pdf document from a desktop to a fax machine or the other way around it could be from a fax machine uh to an email or to a to a desktop uh so for instance i could send uh, a fax today from by sending simply a PDF document to an email address and the recipient might receive that on a fax machine. So if the recipient will say, for instance, is in a warehouse, um, if, we're, if we're talking about supply chain, for instance, if the recipient of the fax is, for instance, in a warehouse uh, and I'm sending an order to them uh, from my desktop, I can do that uh, f- by attaching a PDF document and in the warehouse that fax would be printed out. So I suppose a lot could potentially go wrong uh, within that transmission from end to end. So it could be that mm-hmm. it never actually leaves my ecosystem. Uh, it never actually leaves my uh, environment. Uh, it doesn't transmit out to to the, the, the telecommunications network. Then within the telecommunications network, uh, you could have transmission issues. It's essentially fax uses the same as voice calls would would use the same infrastructure as voice calls would use so the same way as you could have an interruption of a phone line somewhere so it could be regional 
say, for instance, if a, if a phone network is down in a particular part of the world, uh, it could be it could be very regional. Uh, it could be just within an exchange, or it could be it could be bigger. It could be at, at country level, or it, uh, or internationally. Uh, then that could be, that could impact the transmission of this fax. And then, of course, also at the receiver's end, uh, there could be issues uh, receiving that fax again with the phone line within their uh, environment. So there's there's various stages at which it could potentially go wrong. And so the uh, the challenge then is to find find out where that uh, where that fault has taken place. Mm. Yeah. And, and and where do you where do you see the future of fax actually going? Like how how far we've developed over the years? Like where where do you where do you see is the next step really? Uh, well, the, the main I guess emerging technology that has uh, potentially eaten into the in, into fax to a certain degree uh, are, are two. One is um, one is secure email with signatures with electronic signatures and so on. Uh, that's kind of one yeah. one space that uh, certainly is is taking some some share away from that. Uh, and the other one is for notifications that could be done in a simpler format, uh, particularly SMS, for instance, uh, you could replace potentially some uh, fax transmissions with an SMS, particularly where maybe signatures are not required, uh, where maybe it's more of a notification uh, than, than than anything else that, that, that could be. Uh, so if it's, if it's more of a notification uh, of something, than SMS rather than a message. Yeah, if it's yeah. more of a message, rather than, uh, of course, if it's a five-page document, a uh, legal document with a signature, uh, then that might not be not be possible. But if it's if it's more of a short message notification, then certainly SMS uh, is a very very strong modality to use. Okay, so like with with SMS slowly kind of taking over, and do, do you believe that fax will still be as important for industries to use these services in the years to come, or do you think there's a possibility it could it could slowly die out? Or personally, I, I would imagine so uh, that it would you know that will still uh, retain some requirement, or it would still be needed in the future. Um, how yeah. long into the future? I I, I don't know. I, I I guess a lot would probably depend also. Uh, on on certain legislations and certain requirements vis-a-vis signatures, uh, vis-a-vis how what is what is considered you know a, a legal document and how that may be transmitted and how that may not be transmitted and so on. So I, I think a lot of those parameters would dictate what the technology can or can't do or, or change or not change. But the other thing is I would say is that a lot of particularly bigger organizations, big banks, big supply chain organizations. Uh, would have a lot of money invested in the technology to facilitate yeah. those faxes. So, you know, to to make a big change uh, would require significant savings elsewhere. Uh, I would imagine to to kind of offset or, or justify kind of ch- changing to something else and spending money in 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 that technology. So, I think unless okay. unless something else comes that adds huge value or changes something significantly or can save an awful lot of money, uh, then I would say it's, you know, it, I, I, I think it would still, it would still have some validity into the future, perhaps well into the future. I mean, when I, when I started out encountering uh, facts as a, as something that organizations are still using uh, in my head, coming into this telecommunication space from the outside, uh, I, I didn't realize that it was still so actively used. Uh, and maybe twelve years later, you know, it was it was still still used as much as it was when I when I initially kind of walked into that space. 
I'd say that's the general feeling, though. I'd say most people who will be listening to this now will, will be very surprised about how fax is still commonly used. Like, I, I, I was even shocked um, how, how, how much it was used and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's used in a slightly different way than it maybe traditionally would have been used where uh, one, the sender is standing in front of a fax machine and the recipient is standing in front of a fax machine. Uh, versus, so so that 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 in a way has changed and made it more more modern and more uh, more embedded into. But also anywhere where supply chain uh, is is involved, a change is hugely disruptive. So changing to an entirely different uh, modality to uh, cater for that supply chain uh, is not a small step because there's so many so many um, suppliers that, no. involved. Yeah. So for if I I'm an organization and, and I have uh, hundreds or even thousands of suppliers to make a technology change. It doesn't impact just one supplier. It impacts hundreds or perhaps thousands of suppliers. So it's a huge change. Oh, wow. Really? really? Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. 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 Well, I suppose that makes sense. Yeah, big scale. Like, oh. Yeah. And w- would it be similar with SMS then? Because um, SMS would be kind of an old technology as well that people, I suppose, don't really use as much as they used to. Um, you say that, but uh, well, SMS um, as I as I observe it, uh, SMS is very very strongly still used. Um, SMS has also, okay. I, I believe, and uh, I am happy to, to to be corrected on that. But as as, as I understand, uh, still mm. has the highest uh, rate of people actually reading what they're receiving. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if, if it was, if it was compared with say, for instance, with an email campaign or an email notification, uh, it, it still would have a higher open rate or a higher click through rate, uh, than any other modality. And I guess my belief is that it's, it's kind of largely related to the fact that we still identify an SMS as being quite a personal message or, or kind of quite a, a mm. one person to one person or one company to one person message. So uh, we, I think we naturally assume that message to be important and relevant to us. Uh, I guess because of because of how we how we look at that uh, at that as a modality of receiving messages. So perhaps quite different to uh, social media, for instance, uh, where we we may we may look at that in a different in a different light. Forty-three million fax machines are in use around the world, and over 17 billion individual documents are sent every year. Do you know if your fax numbers are operational? Spearline FaxAssure verifies that your fax numbers are operational and confirms that the devices are connected and receiving faxes as they should be. To see how Spearline can help your business, head to Spearline.com. Now back to the conversation. And... With SMS, like you you mentioned earlier, that um, it, it's it's good for a good way for businesses to message people and not use big documents or anything like that for it. But what what could be the things that could go wrong when they're using SMS as a service? And would it be a good thing to be monitoring um, SMS deliveries, things like that? Yes. So um similar to fax where well not receiving a fax particularly in a supply chain environment is a huge deal because it means that uh so for instance if if we'll take an example of if a doctor uh prescribed a medicine to a patient and the patient walks to the pharmacy uh and at the pharmacy the pharmacy should have received that fax with that prescription and they haven't received it uh 
that that creates, mm. I guess, a, a, you know, a, a difficult situation. Uh, with SMS, it's very similar, but very often hugely time uh, sensitive. So, for instance, um, I'm, I'm sure if most of us will have received uh, access codes and stuff via SMS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that would be uh, that would be a, a use case, for instance. So, I don't know if if I log on to a particular online service from a new computer for a different computer something has changed uh, and it's detecting that change uh, and it's perhaps suspicious of, of of what's happening and it just wants to ensure that um the person who's trying to log on is really the person uh would they say they are you you may in that case receive a sms notification to to just verify that you know this is a legitimate attempt, attempt to log in and so if you don't receive that code or if you don't receive that code in a timely manner, that's hugely frustrating. Uh, and of course, uh, that could um, so so access codes is, is kind of one use case. But I mean, there are many, many, many use cases uh, for for that kind of thing. Uh, even in in situations, for instance, where you may be uh, sitting across someone and you've just signed a contract uh, to buy something, uh, and you know, this transaction just needs to be verified by code or something. So if you're not receiving that code in a timely manner, again, it creates a very, at, at best, awkward situation uh, and at worst, very frustrating uh, situation. Um, so SMS in in a lot of use cases are very, very time sensitive because they're notifications of something that they need to know right now uh, because I, I may have mm. requested to receive that code or I may have requested to receive that notification. Uh, so that's that's hugely important. So um, I mean, th- there's there's many other use cases, uh, but uh, obviously SMS is also used uh, for uh, for some marketing to a certain degree, uh, and uh, so in that okay. space, uh, maybe deliverability is not quite as hugely important because similar to email, you're going to expect a certain amount of um, SMS not being able to be delivered. Because it, it may not conform to certain um, to certain spam requirements or whatever, uh, or the, the the receiver okay. simply doesn't you know doesn't want to receive that type of uh, that, that type of message and so on. Um, yeah, there's there's been a couple of shops, all right, that I've signed up uh, like I, I'm I'm a regular customer for. I won't name names or anything, but it's like they would send. I remember giving them my email or my uh, mobile number. For competitions and stuff and like the amount of times where i just ignore the text coming through and sometimes they come in bundles where it's like yeah a text might might have been actually scheduled for a week ago and then it came in with this week's offer or something and then it's like two or three texts at the same time and it can, it can be a bit frustrating yeah yeah absolutely um so there's kind of i mean the, there's two very different use cases for sms whether it's uh, for organizations i mean uh, not for you know communication between two people but uh, so whether it's mm-hmm. sort of important notifications that I know I want to receive, uh, vis-a-vis then uh, kind of using it as a marketing tool. Uh, but my understanding is that as a marketing tool, it's still very, very strong uh, in terms of actual open rates and click-through rates. Um, it's, but certainly as a notification tool uh, to receive codes and other notifications. So for instance, if I if I buy something online and the bank wants to verify that you know this is a legitimate transaction, I'll be very glad to receive you know notification from the bank just checking uh, in with me whether that's uh, you know correct or not. Certainly more convenient than maybe in the old days where they would have just had no other choice but to just freeze your card 
to then be able to call you and then yeah. be able to verify that that was you. So it's gonna, you know, it's created a lot of conveniences. Uh, and so that's why I think, particularly for for SMS notifications, actually monitoring uh, SMS deliverability has huge importance uh, and and huge advantages for organizations. Uh, so my main role uh, in the in in the telecommunication space was in technical support. So we would investigate when uh, organizations are having issues delivering SMS to their recipients, uh, and so I know firsthand how frustrating it gets for organizations if their SMS are not able to be delivered uh, and on the other hand of course not being able to be received by those who are uh, awaiting those notifications so I know how, how important it is uh, and what a huge advantage it would be that if an organization would be able to know in advance uh, or at least in real time uh, if there is known deliverability issues to certain maybe regions yeah. Uh, or to certain handsets, to certain types of types of handsets, um, that would certainly be a huge advantage because then at least you can perhaps notify your customers in some other way that you're currently experiencing issues uh, sending SMS or receiving SMS. Yeah, yeah. And what what kind of factors would actually affect delivery? So, what are the main things that would affect deliverability uh, of SMS? would be the whole telecommunication or the whole uh, wireless infrastructure or the, the wireless uh, mobile network, I should say. Uh, okay. So whether it's a mast somewhere uh, that is uh, not working properly, uh, whether there is you know regional issues, um, of course, it could, it could also be, uh, it could also be in some cases that the receipt, there's an issue with the recipient's handset. Okay. Um, so it could be, it could be at a very, very, specific level down to the recipient uh who you know who may have an issue with with the handset of course uh, which is much 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 harder to investigate uh but certainly we'll say you know provided the sms has reached the network um, of the person receiving it at that point then some form of monitoring that could alert me to the fact that you know the sms you've just sent to this particular recipient may not have been received because we know that there is an issue in this area and we know that that person is in that area uh, i think would be would be hugely hugely beneficial and when you were actually um investigating as um in, in your tech support role what kind of investigations would you have to do would you be able to come to the bottom of why a message would not have been delivered or is there kind of blind spots in that area as well uh, yeah, so well, with with SMS, uh, it can be quite difficult to investigate okay. uh, simply because there's such a huge network, a uh, huge mobile network globally, I suppose, uh, and uh, to kind of pinpoint the fault to a particular place can be can be quite difficult. Okay. Um, also, the the message you're looking for that has not transmitted, or at least according to the recipient, has not transmitted, is is one of millions and millions and millions of messages, you know, have probably gone through that network on a given day. Okay. So it can be very, very hard uh, to find them. And um, I mean, with um, a lot of those mobile providers are, are, are huge uh, organizations, again, dealing with, you know, the hundreds of thousands or millions of messages every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So to 
actually investigate an individual message can be can, can be really difficult um, just because of the sheer volume yeah yeah then there's also been like you were, you were mentioning earlier about social media and there's been loads of traffic moving to messaging apps such as whatsapp and viber and facebook messenger but like as you just said there the sms volumes are still growing globally like this has happened due, due to businesses leveraging sms and b2c and b2b applications but why exactly is that so in many ways, I think sometimes we kind of have maybe too many channels right now in which we're receiving messages. So it's kind of, you know, very hard to sometimes yeah. remember, you know, someone might say to you, oh, I sent you a message and you're kind of going, well, which way did you send it to me? Was it a WhatsApp? Uh, was it an SMS? Uh, yeah. Did you send yeah. it on Slack? Did you email it to me? Did you, you know, so so it can be sometimes a little overwhelming. Um, and I, I just think psychologically SMS still has kind of a... Um, Still has the effect of us being kind of important and urgent, uh, or 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 just something that we kind of pay attention to, I suppose, uh, versus other modalities, particularly mm. social media. Um, like with most applications, so whether it's WhatsApp or it's um, so any of the social media uh, networks that that have notification capabilities, um, you know, you can very easily turn on or off those notifications. Yeah. Of course, for SOS, yes, you can you can silence your phone essentially, uh, but you're you know you're still very very likely to see those messages and to to pay attention to them. Uh, and so, just statistically, uh, my understanding is that the open and click through rates on, on SMS is still superior to pretty much anything else. So, like I am now involved in in you know building and developing apps for schools where that use them increasingly. Uh, for purposes of communicating with the parents and the students and so on, okay. um, but you know, even I, even I would advocate that in certain situations uh, where you know you have to make absolutely sure that everyone sees that message that you might use SMS. So even though it's more expensive uh, for the school to use SMS uh, because you pick up a paper message uh, on that as opposed to just you know with the app you kind of get unlimited notifications per year yeah. uh, versus with SMS, you kind of have to, you know, you have to pretty much pay per message uh, so you can get kind of expensive quite quickly. Um, but, you know, so, so I would say, you know, maybe in 90, 95% of the cases, you know, the notifications through the app will, will be fine because it's maybe not uh, an absolutely crucial piece of communication, but it's, you know, it's just part of the everyday kind of communication with your audience. Uh, but, if it's something that's absolutely crucial, we'll say, for instance, if you know, if if um, the school is closed tomorrow, or if if a pupil needs to immediately uh, return home, and there's some sort of emergency or something like that, yeah. uh, aside from a phone call, uh, you know, an SMS notification is uh, tends to be uh, a sure way of, of of getting someone's attention. Yeah, yeah, and especially in the today's days, like with everyone wanting to be on the pulse and alerted, it, it's it's a more direct and quicker way. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's another uh, there's another reason, of course, why you want to retain the capabilities to send SMS at any time you want, uh, which is, of course, you know, if you have a situation, an extreme situation, with uh, whether it's a storm or whether it's you know snowfall. In yeah. Ireland, we don't get a lot, you know, but you can have situations where your mobile network is down, uh, or your your um, I should say your your Wi-Fi is down, right? So you have, you have electricity issues, but in a lot of cases, your mobile network may still be up. Yeah, 
uh, or at least you can get very, very basic access to a mobile network. So maybe you might not have uh, 3G or 4G or, or in future 5G, but you might just have enough just to send a simple SMS notification. Yep. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've, I've personally used that uh, in the past when I had no Wi-Fi at home because the electricity was gone. And um, so I, I had to travel a little bit of a distance to get somewhere where at least I could have just a very, very basic um, bit of mobile network that was able to transmit an SMS message. So, you know, there, there's still uh, the element of, of, of that, which is, I guess, a, a more reliable and robust network. Definitely, than, it's definitely uh, crucial. anything else, really. Yep. Yeah, excellent. So we kind of, I think we more or less touched upon it um, a while ago as well, um, just about the importance of businesses knowing that their messages are being delivered. Um, there was one thing I came across while I was doing some, some research on this, and it's... Um, that there's SMS filtering systems that are applied on some um, networks. And how, how would these kind of filtering right. systems affect a delivery of a message to a customer? Yeah, so there, I mean, in different countries, there's different regulations and there's, you know, different different rules and, and different filters and so on. Uh, so it, it usually kind of depends, you know, okay. it's, it's, it's all right. There's already some limitations uh, at that sort of national level on the basis of, of regulations and so on. Uh, but then also, you know, within the network, there may be some uh, some limitations or some filters applied as well. You know, uh, so like a mobile network, I guess, uh, would largely or would would make decisions also on the basis of what their users will will want to have. Uh, so if they if they get a lot of complaints, maybe from users who are getting too many marketing uh, messages uh, that are maybe not relevant to them. Uh, so, and so maybe one important thing to, to, to say is that more and more in, in the messaging and notification space, um, we should really move to a, a space where we're sending someone a, a relevant message at a relevant time. So we kind of want to communicate mm. with them when we know that they will want to hear from us uh, and not just essentially shoving our message sort of down their throat when they don't really want to hear from us, you know. Uh, so I think that's that's one very very important thing uh, that perhaps people who do SMS within a marketing context should 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 remember is that or bear in mind is that in in the future more and more we'll have to figure out ways to communicate when when we want to be communicated with and in the context of which we want to be communicated with um, and so more and more uh, networks will apply certain filters or will. You know, there's the same as what's been happening with email, where I can put now a filter on my email, which will look for certain keywords, and um, you know, it's the certain yeah. certain behaviors within email that the email service provider may not may identify as spam or, or deems not acceptable, and will throw them in your spam filter. Kind of the same can happen uh, with SMS. Uh, it does sometimes seem to be still quite an unregulated space. Uh, with um, you know, with even some SMS that you might get, where if you if you get them, you're actually paying for them. Uh, so I don't know if you've if you've come across this this before, but that's you know, it can, so you can actually sort of essentially pay by receiving SMS, where your mobile provider then charges you for receiving those SMS. Uh, but I think those are kind of practices that will slowly over time, I think, kind of go away as that space maybe gets cleaned up a little bit more as well. Right. It's definitely a very interesting space anyway. <laughs> definitely, yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah. But yes. I, I think 
with all those communication channels that we have and perhaps an overwhelming amount of communication channels that we sometimes have, um, it's, well, it's in, in one way kind of a fight for getting to the top of that list of what we pay attention to. Uh, but also I think there is certainly, there certainly needs to be a drive to uh, figure out ways to communicate with individuals uh, with relevant content when they want to be communicated with. So I think that's the, the kind of the important bits that we should concentrate on. Uh, but of course, also actually being able to deliver these messages successfully. Uh, so deliverability is is a huge, huge, hugely important uh, factor. And so monitoring uh, a, a network to be able to predict when failures happen, I think will be really, really important. Definitely. Brilliant, Definitely. yeah. So if people were to want to know more about ScreenZest, um, where, where can they, they find you? Yeah, so uh, on our website, ScreenZest.com, um, you can see kind of what we do. Okay. Uh, you can see some samples of our work and so on. Uh, so as I said, we, we mainly work with uh, with schools at this at this moment, uh, but we, we may look to dive into other spaces as well to, to help uh, organizations be successful in a digital world. Uh, and Great. today more than ever, uh, I guess that's that's really important. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah, definitely absolutely. essential. Definitely essential. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Not at all. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much, Keith. Thank you so much, Josh. Thanks, Michelle. Well, that was another exciting and informative episode. Massive thanks to Michelle for taking the time to join us on the podcast to talk about the technologies around facts and SMS messaging and the importance for businesses to monitor their services. Be sure to visit his website at www.screenzest.com to learn more about this digital agency in the space of digital communication and creative digital content. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Spearline Podcast coming soon to all your favorite podcast platforms. Spearline proactively monitors phone numbers for audio quality and connectivity globally. Our platform enables enterprises and telecommunications service providers to test connectivity and quality on global telecoms networks, testing automatically at volume. If you would like to find out more about how Spearline can help you, please contact us at spearline.com. And for more insights and in-depth interviews like these, you can subscribe to the Spearline podcast channel. And don't forget to check out spearline.com, where you can find all of our latest articles, white papers, and much more. Till next time, and thank you for listening to the Spearline Podcast.